5 o'clock in pirate country, and it's time to get pumped up with the P-Man. Hit the door and hit the road. 94.3 The Game is going to get you home, and the P-Man's not holding back. Yes! Yes! Pirates win! Pirates win! Bring on the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. Holy mackerel! Oh, my goodness! The flagship station of the ECU Pirates. Exciting day on the program because Coach Mike Houston is in the studio with us. Thanks for being with us here as we uh, get you home on this uh, Friday or this uh, Thursday. And uh, we're still Friday. It, it, it well, for some people it is, I guess. This, we're, we're getting to the time of year where some people it is. For Henry Hinton, it's always uh, Friday this time of year. Uh, it's great to see Mike Houston here today. Thanks for coming in. Great yeah, absolutely. You. How are you? Good to be in here. I'm good. You dried out? Yeah, a little bit. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't too bad. It was just it got a little wet the fourth quarter. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't too bad. Uh, let me ask you this, because uh, there's a million things to talk about. Was that, I mean, you, you, that game? You're not gonna, yeah. you're not gonna show everything in that game or no. everything in that. Game. But was it even hampered even more so because of what you were dealing with with uh, the weather? Yeah, who not cares? So Why not? Go play. Right. Yeah. Okay. Last right. t- last time I checked, I don't get to control that. No. <laughs> no, the kids, they don't care. They they know. Right. I mean, if yeah. there's no lightning. Yeah, we're you got to go. We're, we're going to go. Yeah, and so, uh, I mean, they didn't they didn't yeah. bat an eye. They were ready to ready to go. So spirited. Yes, very competitive. Extremely. Okay. Highly physical. Yeah. I you mean, was, it was it was it was as good of a spring game from that standpoint as any I've had. I mean, it, they they went at it now. Yeah. What? Of course, we don't was on the line. <laughs> Is it less about ah, mistake? For, the, ah, for those guys, it's yeah. about bragging rights. I understand. <laughs> But is it? It's also less about eating the beanie weenies. I don't think it's yeah. so much the snake. You just don't want to get the cold beanie well, weenies. You right? don't want to be the ones that have to walk in there and eat it and listen to your right. teammate talk mess to you with the bragging rights. Yes, yeah. you're the winner. That's what it is. Because regardless of how it turns out, Coach Mike Houston's getting the steak. Yeah. Well, that's, <laughs> that's part of being the head coach. I know. You know. I understand. It's the perks. <laughs> it's the perks. Um, you said you you know you kind of know what you have. Yeah. Right? Elaborate on that. Well, I just think, uh, you know, especially with a lot of new faces, um, you know, you think you know what you have, but until you put them all together, you know, put all these new faces together, and some of the new faces have been in our program, but until you put them all together and see how they function, you know, you don't truly know. And all of a sudden, you're, you're putting, you know, guys in different situations where they have to perform at a different level. Um, so I think we firmly know what we have coming out of the spring. You said you know the areas that you need to improve yep. upon. Yep. So I'll ask you to elaborate on that if you would. Well, I think uh, we need a, a couple of more bodies in the O-line room, which uh, we've addressed that. Okay. Uh, so those guys will be here at the beginning of May. All right. Um, you know, we need a, a, a big outside receiver. Um, you know, I think we saw some guys in the tight end room, in the slot room, in the Z room, we saw some guys we know we can count on, okay? But you don't have the big guy uh, like the Isaiah Winstead right now. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a, a couple of uh, young big guys. We have a couple of big bodies that uh, I, I'm challenging to step up. Uh, but, you know, this spring I did not see that guy that could go win in the American Conference uh, down the sideline. And so, you know, you're looking for that. Uh, I think you need an older corner. Uh, we have some really, really talented young corners. I'm really excited about that room. 
Um, so I think that's you know, and and you need, you, you, we have to add another scholarship quarterback. Okay. Um, I feel good about the quarterback room. There just aren't many of them. Right. And, you know, and Raheem Jeter is going to be a very good uh, quarterback for the Pirates one day, but he's he's young. He's just a high school senior, and he's not ready to be thrown out there uh, just yet. You know, he needs he needs about another year or so and and to develop. And so uh, we need to add another uh, another scholarship quarterback to that room. With uh, the way that the spring played out, you had a couple of coaches leave at the beginning of, yeah. of spring ball. So did you, not ideal. Did you concentrate more on I mean on offense? I mean, were you were some of your attention in that area a little yeah, more? I mean, maybe I, I probably spent more time with that group this spring than I have in the past, and you know needed to. And, I, and that's that's good. It's good for me. It's good for the kids. I mean, it's uh, I, I enjoy all of our players, and so uh, but uh, you know had some good young guys that stepped up and. Uh, um, I ended up hiring one of them, mm-hmm. uh, Aaron Hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I feel very good about our staff going into uh, into the summer. Uh, very solid staff. Uh, we are in the process of adding a, a couple of uh, you know analysts, GAs, mm-hmm. um, you know recruiting spots uh, to finalize everything uh, here in the next couple of weeks. But I uh, feel very good about the group. You know, it's interesting. Um, not only are you having to to do a few more things and it's spring ball and you got so much newness, but you're also in the process of evaluating Aaron Hour, but you're also in the process of interviewing guys for these spots right. too. There's a lot going on. Yeah, it was uh it was not ideal. <laughs> I mean I spent as much time interviewing people during spring practice as I did, you know, preparing the pirates. Right. And so uh, you know, it's you know, probably probably lost those two at the about the worst time as far as spring ball goes. Not that there's ever a good time. Um, you know, and, and nothing, you know, no no harsh feelings towards them. I mean, uh, you know, they bettered the situ- their situation for their family significantly. Both of them did. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the timing was not good. But that's okay. I mean, we, we you know, I think that shows the strength of the program. We functioned just fine, and we got through it. And, you know, now, you know, we have a very solid staff as we sit here on this side of it. So the new Aaron Hour and then the, the other. Darrell Roberts mm-hmm. uh, from Eastern Michigan. Right. Um, I interviewed him last year when we hired Raekwon Boyette. Okay. Uh, was very impressed and have stayed in touch with him. Mm-hmm. Um, and with both he and Aaron, uh, there were, I mean, a, a deep pool of quality candidates. I mean, you, you had a, a group where you had uh, a couple of guys with NFL experience. You had um, guys that had Power 5 coordinating experience. You had sitting FBS position coaches um, but those two were the two best for those positions uh, and could not be more pleased with having them uh, as full-time members of our staff. And there's a new offensive line coach as well. <clears throat> Alan Mulgridge, uh-huh. which I've known Alan since he was a GA at North Carolina many, many years ago. Right. And, uh, you know, I, I, I knew that there would come a day when Coach Shankwaller needed to step back. Uh, Shank is in the office every day. So he's still around. So, uh, and 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 I'll tell you what I, I do want to talk about his position too, right? Because yeah, I we think will. it is yeah. critical. Yeah. Uh, you know, to our football alumni and to and to you know our relationship with high school coaches. But we're going to do a um, whole segment on Shank. We're going to do a whole Shank segment. So. That'd be great. Well, we got, there's enough Shank stories for that. But anyway, yeah. Uh, you know, in the back of my mind, I've kind of had Alan yeah. on, on my short list. Um, he was the only person I called. I just I've 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 known him. I respect him. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is highly respected uh, in the profession, and he, he already he is just you know meshed right in perfectly with our returning players 
did an outstanding job uh, finalizing the recruiting class back in January. Mm-hmm. Uh, did a great job, uh, you know, with a couple of transfers uh, and getting the right ones. Um, just a, a very, very hard worker. So in Coach Mogridge and Roberts and, and Aaron, um, what areas, Pirate Al wanted to know this, what areas recruiting-wise will they be kind of so, responsible for? Allen, Allen will have, you know, obviously he's recruiting the offensive line. Right. So we, we kind of area recruit mm-hmm. and position recruit. Okay. All right. So, uh, you know, in, 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 in January is a lot of area recruiting. Spring, it's about half area, half position. Okay. Um, so Allen will be going to see our top offensive lineman on our board. Okay. Um, he will be recruiting the Fayetteville corridor, uh, kind of down from, you know, Raleigh Durham. Fayetteville, you know, kind of over to over towards Charlotte. Seventy-four. Um, yep. I said, yep. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and then uh, he will have the I four corridor in Florida, okay. which he has very very heavy ties down there. So he'll have Orlando, Tampa, just all that area in the middle of the Those state. Are two pretty good areas in each state to yeah. be involved yeah. in. A lot of talent. Um, Darrell will um, he will have like the Cleveland County mm-hmm. that side of Charlotte. Okay. Um, and then he will have everything north of us. Uh, you okay. know he's from Virginia Beach. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has great ties in uh, the Richmond area, mm-hmm. uh, Northern Virginia DMV. Um, and then he'll, you know, he's got good ties in Georgia around Atlanta also. So he'll be going to see our top receivers. Okay. Um, then, uh, Aaron Hour, uh, is the son of a high school coach in Georgia. Mm-hmm. He is the grandson of a high school coach that I coached against in, uh, the western part of the state. Mm-hmm. So he will have, uh, western North Carolina and then north, uh, west Georgia, you know, Gwinnett County, kind of up into that area of Georgia. Um, and then uh, he'll be recruiting our tight ends and our slots. Um, Jules Montanar, who uh, we hired from mm-hmm. Temple mm-hmm. Uh, to coach our corners. Yeah. Uh, Jules is from South Florida, has heavy relationships there, so he'll have everything south of Allen. Uh, and then he'll have part of the panhandle uh, up in Florida. And then uh, he has a, uh, a large section of kind of uh, north uh, kind of – the northern above Winston-Salem, Greensboro area okay, yeah, uh, in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, all right. Uh, we've got Mike Houston in the studio <laughs> with us here. The recruiting is fascinating because you do have, uh, like you say, the way you approach it regionally but also position-wise. Right. Uh, when when do you get involved in the process? So I'm, uh, like, right now I, I message every day with multiple uh, of our top prospects. And, uh, you know, it's texting, it's getting on the phone with them. You know, when they come to campus, you know, this past weekend we had several kids on campus. Right. We had junior days virtually every weekend throughout the spring. And so, you know, I'm heavily involved with the parents and the recruits when they come on campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not allowed to go out on the road except in the fall and winter. So right. I can't go out this spring. Right. But when they come to campus, I'm heavily involved with our top prospects. And I'm talking to them, building a relationship all throughout. You know, we'll have official visits uh, for high school prospects in June, uh, and so by then I want to have a really strong relationship with our top uh, top prospects. So you know I saw a bunch of them back in January mm-hmm. uh, for this year's recruiting cycle mm-hmm. because I was able to go on the road then, uh, and then obviously in the fall and winter it's kind of a mix of this year's class and next year's class. I, I mean, this is a blanket, but I mean when you say recruiting has changed, how much has it just oh. changed? Well, there's. 
And, you know, the, the old adage was you're always recruiting. Well, it's literally you're always recruiting now. Right. It's, there's, because right now we're going to start recruiting the transfer portal for the next month. We're going right. to have official visits every weekend. We have visits. And so what that means is you, you just don't have a day off. So from right now until uh, the very end of June, beginning of July, you pretty much don't have a day off. Yeah. You know, you're you're either with your current players or you're with recruits. And when a recruit comes in for an official visit on the weekend, it is you spend the entire weekend with them. Right. I mean, it's you know because that's your chance. Meals. Yeah. Yeah. Meals. Uh, touring. You know, meeting with different entities on campus. Right. Um, but it. By the end of June, you're about fried. I bet. Yeah. How how much are you recruiting your own players? Um, that's that's really been throughout the spring. Okay. Uh, and you know, this week we've spent a lot of time with our players, just post spring eval. Uh, feel very very good about um, one the culture mm-hmm. of our of our program. I think it is it is at an all time high. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel very good about the commitment of the players in our program. I think that's at an all time high. And I think that the ownership of our of our current players, because you have a strong nucleus of guys that have been in the program for three years now, uh, I think it's at an all time high. Um, are we going to have a couple of kids in the transfer portal next week? Yes, and uh, you know know who those guys are, have talked with them, want the very best for them. Um, you know, those are guys that you know just uh, are not going to see the field here. Right. Uh, for the Pirates, and uh, you know, you want to. That's that's why. I, 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 listen, they want to play, yeah. you know. And so, if they're not playing, they're they're going to become disgruntled as they get older. And so, uh, there are situations where I do think that it's a good thing. Yeah, uh, we're going to grab a break, and uh, when we come back, we'll have more with Coach. We will uh, talk a little <laughs> bit about. Uh, uh, but both sides of the bowl we'll kind of go through the position groups. Our Shank stories. We'll come up with some alliteration or a segment. We might do that the whole season. Just story, shank stories the whole season and get them the whole year. Uh, and a lot more to come. So stay with us here. Mike Houston's in studio here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Mike Houston is uh, in the studio with us here today as uh, the Pirates wrapped up spring ball last weekend. And uh, it was a gold 17-9 win over uh, Purple. Uh, Coach, uh Start the quarterbacks, Mason Garcia, couple of uh, picks, but you know, well, one one hit a lineman's helmet right. and bounced up in the well, air. I was going to so. say one of them really wasn't his yeah. fault. The other, the other one, he should have pulled it down and ran it. Yeah. I mean, great learning experience, right? And it's it's you know, I told him because we watched the film together, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> I said, I said this play right here, I said this, I had such a hard time with Holt Naylor's when he was young with stuff like this, right? You know understand what you are you're a big physical kid who can run mm-hmm. go yeah you know there are there are times you don't force it into double coverage you run mm-hmm. i know yes you have a great arm you can make the throw you can thread the needle but in that situation right there coming off your goal line go get the first down right and then and then play the next play yeah you know so i think that's just, that's some of the learning stuff that uh you know like i like we were talking about off the air, you know, when, when we first got here, we had Holton, and that was it. Yeah. I right. Mean, right. <laughs> yeah. You're just praying he <laughs> he could play the next week. Right. You know, you're in a different situation now. You have two quality quarterbacks. Right. Uh, you're going to bring in a third. Mm-hmm. Um, Raheem Jeter will will be a, a good one one day, but that that needs to be your fourth this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we can coach them all. 
uh, and and you can go play. You know, but and, and, four's the optimal number. Well, four scholarships. I mean, that's a minimum. Yeah, okay. I mean it's you know we've got it as four. There there are teams that have five or you know more. Right. Um, but uh, you know to if you use more scholarships there, you're not going to be able to use them other right. places. And right. so it's you got to try to ration it out, and that's the number for my program. Um, but uh, you know we got to have a we got to have a fourth scholarship quarterback. So what will be the things that Garcia will be concentrating and working on from here through the summer into fall camp? Well, continuing to improve, continuing to completely understand. Uh, you know the offense. Um, you know it, you got to. He's different than Holton and Alex were, mm-hmm. and so you know for his package you have to tailor it to him. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he's got the big arm. He can make all the throws. Uh, he can he can be a legitimate run threat, and so you know you tailor everything around those things. Uh, you know Alex. Alex is very much like Holton. I mm-hmm. mean Alex. Alex can sit there and tell you what the defense is getting ready to do and get you in the right protection and get you in the right play. And he really has worked very hard to improve his body. And, you know, he had good, good zip on the ball this spring, very accurate ball. He's running much better. Um, and, you know, I stand behind the quarterbacks in all these scrimmages. It wasn't just Saturday. Every, right. every time out there, he performed the way he did Saturday. So you feel very good about both of them going into the summer. And, uh, and I would anticipate both of them playing this fall. Okay. Uh, with uh, Jared Garner, and yeah. uh, talk a little bit about him. I mean, is that is that a potential? Well, uh, I thought he had a, a, a better spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really, I'm, I'm still challenging him uh, to find that intensity and that, that extra, you know, he's a big body. He's a great kid. Uh, I just want him to do, go take control and, uh, you know, just really attack and be the guy. You know, that's what I'm continuing to challenge him to do. Um, so, you know, ho- hopefully, hopefully that happens. Hopefully, uh, you know, the, the, the switch flips for him. Oh, uh, Ryan King. Ryan, um, you know, big kid, mm-hmm. uh, has some ability. Right. Um, he, he's going to deal with a little bit of an injury here, uh, through the summer, uh, from, uh, from spring practice. But, uh, you know, he's, he, he's one, he's got to kind of acclimate to the way we do things and the way we work and, uh, you know, the way we play and, you know, it's you know sometimes when you come from another place and you know it's you gotta get kind of used to uh, how we operate. You know, whoever it is coming to wherever you go. Yeah. Uh, then Hatfield. I mean, obviously. I thought Josiah yeah. had a very solid spring. Right. I mean, and you know, yeah, he had the sixty-yard touchdown, which you know he's done that to people. Right. You know, he's he's had those moments over the years. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the ability to, you know, blow by the defense. The big thing I talked to him about at the beginning of the spring is consistency. Because mm-hmm. in the past, he'd have a play like that, and then you wouldn't see him for two weeks. Right. Um, and he is very hungry to be, you know, a guy, mm-hmm. you know, that you can depend on. And I thought he had a very solid spring of being consistent. Um, I think he had four or five catches Saturday. Uh, you know, that 60-yarder was very impressive. But there was also the slant route on third and eight that he turned into a 20-yarder. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's what he can do is the out route on the sideline where he went and got it. You know, those he can do all those things. In the program, who were some other guys in that, you know, group? The receiving well, core, I, tight ends. Kerry King had a very yep. solid spring. Uh, you know, Kerry uh, has nobody's worked harder. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I told him that I, I, I trust him. Mm-hmm. He's dependable. Now he has the big playability too. He can run by you. Um, now he and Josiah aren't the biggest guys in the world, right? But they got the speed, and they're both uh, uh, very dependable. I think uh, Jalen Johnson had a solid spring in the slot. 
Um, you know, with him, you know, I want to see him take more of a leadership role. Right. Um, yeah. I thought uh, I thought Brock Spaulding had a solid spring uh, in the slot behind Jalen. Um, Shane Calhoun had his best spring, and he looks like uh, the player I've been hoping he would develop into. Uh, very solid. I uh, thought he was much better in the run game, physical blocker. Mm-hmm. thought he was much better after the catch. Uh, I thought he became a very physical runner with the ball after the catch. And we've seen him make some plays down the field, you know, in the past. But uh, I'm really excited about him. Uh, as far as running, running back room goes, <laughs> you know, it's about uh, as deep as it gets. Yeah, now. but this the, the youngster Bond. Yeah, I mean, he just seems like he, oh, he's, he's a home run hitter. He he will play this year. Right. He's <laughs> going to be very good on special teams. Right. Um. You know, he he's still got to learn in the run game. I mean, he's. He's a hundred miles an hour. I mean, he's like you, know, you, you put it. He's like one of those wind up, you know, cars. You <laughs> right. put him down, he goes. Yeah. Uh, he's got to learn to be a little bit more patient in the zone run game. But you saw the one thing he always goes forward, you know. Mm-hmm. And when there's nothing there, he can find a crack and go forward. And then you saw the big play Saturday, the sixty some yarder, where he hits it off tackle and gets in the secondary and runs away from everybody. He's got that ability too. So. Um, you know, he does not have to be the guy mm-hmm. this fall because we have, you know, Rajay, we have Marlon, we have Gerald. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are going to be the, the guys because they can, they can wear a defense out. Those are big, strong, physical running backs. But certainly he's a guy that anytime he touches the ball, he has a chance to take it the distance. With Rajay, how's his, uh, progress? Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He should be back, uh, full go here in June. And, uh, by the beginning of camp, he'll have no limitations. There's a lot. I know Marlon Gunn's a name you brought up a lot. As, as Boy, he is guy. a yeah. yeah. He had a great spring. Okay, good. great spring. Yeah. I mean, I just I think when I think of Marlon Gunn, the you know the play that kind of uh, you know embodies you know his spring. Now he's put on about ten pounds of muscle. Oh wow. Uh, and you know he he has a run in the in the game Saturday. He turns the corner and a safety comes to try to tackle him. They try to tackle him up high and. I think the safety landed about eight yards away uh, as Marlin kept going. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, he's, he's going to give people some, some body aches. And then let's, uh, offensive line, let's talk a little bit about that and, and kind of how you see all that uh, well, shaping up. Well, you know, I think you have, you have some known, known commodities uh, in Nashad Strother, who's been a solid player for us, Parker Moore, who played a lot for us last year. I thought they had solid springs. Mm-hmm. I thought Hampton Ergel had a very solid spring. You know, I think those three guys are older veteran guys that you know are going to start somewhere on the offensive front. Uh, Isaiah Foote missed the spring with, uh, with an injury. So, you know, he's got to work back from that. Um, you know, Walt Stribling, I thought, had his best spring, mm-hmm. uh, at right tackle. And, uh, you know, you're hoping he's going to come along and, and, and become a guy in the rotation. I thought, um, I thought Jacob Sacra, uh, he was injured at the beginning of the, of the spring, uh, but came on and had a, a very solid second half of the spring. Now he's, you know, he's got four years of eligibility. Okay. Um, so, but I do think he's ready to be in the rotation. Um, and then, you know, like we mentioned, we have two, uh, you know, very solid, uh, transfer offensive linemen coming in. So you feel good about that core. There's some other guys that are younger, uh, that I'm just so excited about, uh, and, can't wait to to see how they develop, but they don't have to play yet. Right. You know, you'll see them on PAT field goal. You'll see them play, you know, a couple plays here and a couple plays right. there. You know, we do plan to play more than five. So, uh, but uh, I feel good about our offensive line going into the summer. We got to get them all to gel. Right. 
That's the whole thing about just, as you say, the quality and depth of the program, when you can have these younger offensive linemen and give them time to, to develop and get stronger. Well, and, and when you talk about the depth of the roster right now, we split the team in half. I mean, we drafted two teams. Right. And had a highly competitive first few scrimmage. years. There was there was no. Not a... That's the reason I had to do the offense versus <laughs> defense stuff. You know, you couldn't do that. Right. You didn't have enough bodies. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um. You know. You. I mean, like you look at that D line. Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah. a it's a, it's a solid group, and there's a bunch of them. Do you, uh, as far as improving the pass <clears> rush, <throat> again, is that something a portal? Maybe bring somebody in, or do you feel like the group is there? No, I mean, I think, you know, J.R. Robinson will be back. Okay. Um, you know, he, he missed the entire season last year, and he's, you know, he's got that. That's, that's, that's what he is. Um, I think Sam Danka, uh, has really improved his body. Jack Powers has really improved it. I'll tell you what, now, he had a great spring. Mm-hmm. He is a good football player. You know, Jeremy was out this spring, but Jeremy obviously is a little bit of a known commodity. Right, right. Um, you know, I think, uh, you're going to see, you know, some, some things as far as scheme that are going to, uh, generate some pass rush, but I think you have some guys that are, are just, you know, a year older and a year better and healthy. So, uh, you know, I think, I think you'll see a much better pass rush this year than what you saw last year, no doubt. Is there, um, other guys that are emerging as kind of leadership guys on that grit side of the ball? Yeah. I mean, th- but there's, there's quite a few. I mean, I think mm-hmm. Jack. Right. Jack's really uh, emerged there. Deontay Johnson, uh, you know, you saw him a lot last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, Taylor Jackson at uh, inside linebacker. Okay. Um, you know, it, I think Chad Stevens is a guy that played a lot for us last year that just, you know, is very steady and you know what you're going to get. And, I mean, he's he, he's got good, uh, good hat speed off the ball, too. So mm-hmm. um, I think you have a lot of guys. Mm-hmm. You know, you got the two safeties. I mean, they've they've played a lot of ball. And have been very good players for us, Julius Wood right. and Tegan Wilk. I was going to ask you yeah. to specifically speak a little bit about Wood because yeah. I mean we've talked about him a lot over the uh, several last year. How plus. in the world does that kid not make all conference last year? That's that was a crime. I mean, <laughs> it, it really was hard to figure. It really was. I right. mean, if those other kids that made it were so much better than him, I mean, why did they get torched when we played them? <laughs> I mean, Julius Wood's a good football right. player. Yeah, very good football player. And I mean, is the guy that game day the light comes oh. on. I'm telling you, yeah. he can he can cover, yeah. he can tackle, yeah. he has great intensity. I, mean, I love that kid. It's one of those you you almost wish you had him four or five years. Yeah, know, yeah, because of what he. I hate it. I hate he's going to be a senior, but I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm dang glad he's a pirate. Yeah, absolutely. Um, special teams. Where are we as far as the kicking game goes right now? Phil? Well, I mean, I thought um, you know Andrew Conrad did not miss a kick all spring. Right. So. Yeah. I mean. Whatever weather. I mean, we had some windy days out there. Yeah. He was solid all spring. Okay. Very talented. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, uh, let's see, you've got uh, Carson. I thought he had a very solid spring. Um, you know, he, uh, he maybe not quite the leg strength of uh, of um, Andrew, but uh, but had a very solid spring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I think Lath margin. Uh, he, I think he's probably, you know, won the kickoff job going okay. into the summer. All right. So he's very strong legged. So, you know, I, I feel good about those guys. I mean, I, um, Alex Harper, uh, Colby Garfield, you know, they'll be battling for that long snapping job. Okay. Um, 
and then you know Luke, you know he and he and Dave, they've got to they've got to be more consistent. I yes, I thought they were a little inconsistent this spring. Is that a, a potential portal area with with punting? Well, I mean, I'd like I'd like for I'd like for one of those guys to step up and right uh, and 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 do it. Um, you know, but I think I think we've got we've got to we've got to find a way to perform better at that position. Right. Can you, can you hang through another break, or do you yeah. need to go? Okay. Yeah. One more segment with okay. Coach Houston. We'll grab a break. We'll come back right after this. All right, we're going to get into a lot of stuff here with Coach Houston, uh, stuff that, uh, you know, people want to obviously know, and that and that's NIL. And I think it's the reality. And people yeah. may not like it, but, I mean, you know, it's a huge part of, of what's going on now, all across the spectrum. All across the country. And, uh you know, people don't like a lot of the things they read at some of the Power Five schools where, you know, huge sums of money are being thrown around. Um, you know, really for us, uh, is a huge positive. You know, as, as we were, as we were talking about off the air, you know, scholarship checks, mm-hmm. um, you know, for the players, you know, like our, our players that live off campus, they get a scholarship check for $500 a month for their rent. Yeah. Yeah. Show me, show me a check, show me a place that you can rent for $500 a month. Hard to come by that yeah. in Greenville, yeah. And so, you know, what, what our kids were running into, yeah, they get the cost of attendance 10 months out of the year, but they don't get it in the summer. Right. And so our kids, they were using the cost of attendance check throughout the year to help supplement their rent check to cover their rent. Um, and then, you know, in the summer, they were struggling financially. Mm. And so now at least you can give them a little bit and so they can af- afford to pay their rent and live, you know, just live. I mean, our, put our, gas in the car, go yeah, up and see. Our kids are not family. getting, our yeah. kids are not getting rich, rich on NIL. Right. right. But the work that the collective is doing is allowing them to now be able to focus on school, football, and workouts. And they don't have to worry about having a part-time job also. And, you know, they're able to, you know, just function. And, That's huge. uh, it's huge. Yeah. And I saw, so I, I cannot, encourage people enough to support uh, the Boneyard Collective because what they're doing is making a huge difference in the lives of our student-athletes. And I promise you, our kids are extremely grateful. Yeah, they, absolutely. They are, they are not the entitled type, so they, they're extremely grateful. <laughs> yeah, and that's one of the, I think that's in a lot of ways what it, could, it was intended. Well, it was intended. It was intended to be able to, you know, benefit from selling your jersey. Right. Do commercials, do endorsements, uh, but make and, money to and, to, to live, and and, yeah. and also you know be able to have a little bit of pocket money. Right. Um, now the stuff at some places where kids getting two million to sign somewhere. Yeah. I mean I, that's not that's not what it was intended for. Yeah. What, what do you see the NCAA doing, if anything? Well, they're not doing anything right now. Right. Which is frustrating. But they have to, don't. I mean, there has to be guardrails, right? Common sense would tell you they need to do something. Yeah. Um. Anything about the portal, which I mean, it's it's again, it's here. It's a reality. It's a reality. It opens on Sunday. Yeah, you're gonna see, you know, a a a, a million people, you know, thank their institution and enter the portal next week. I mean, it's just, right. it is what it is. Yeah. Um, now, the the thing that some people figured out last winter was, just because you enter it, doesn't mean you're gonna find some place to go. Right. More you know, the, the grass spots. is not necessarily yeah. greener. Right. So, uh, yeah, there's a bunch still in it from the winter. Is it is it a, does it decentivize sticking it out and and putting the work in? I mean, I know that's a I mean that's a hallmark because look know, at the, the, the attitude, kids that are in your program. The attitude around our program is 
these kids are excited to be at East Carolina University. Yeah. yeah. They're thankful for the opportunity to be at ECU. They know it's a good place. Right. They appreciate it. Yeah. Um, let's talk uh, new teams coming in. Yeah. Um, a friend of mine from Beaufort County, uh, big pirate fan, how do you, because you have all these years of video that you can go and trends on these other teams, that are, and now you have six new teams coming in. Yeah. So how does that, he, he was interested in knowing, you know, how does that prep time to get ready? Because you're not looking at them the week before the game. I mean, that study kind of begins, I guess. No, right. I mean, we, you're pretty familiar with them, though. Yeah, um, that's what I mean. Yeah. 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 I yeah mean, so that work to get familiar with them. All right, we have a challenging schedule next year. Sure. You know, UTSA is the 10-win team, and we got to go down there and play them in the Alamo Dome. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, uh, you, you got, you know, at Rice, you know, Rice was bowl eligible last year. That's our conference opener down there. That'll be a tough one. You know, you have the traditional ones. You got SMU at home the next week. You got Tulane at home, thank goodness. You got Navy up in, up in Annapolis. You know what a bear that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got Tulsa at home the last weekend. You know, I think Charlotte, that's going to become a rivalry game. And I'll tell you, you're talking about NIL right now. Yeah. I mean, they are, they are lighting it up in NIL. Um, I mean, yeah, uh, they're doing things that, uh, that we can't do. Yeah. So, um, you know, you have FAU, uh, down in Boca. You know, it's, 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 it's a good conference, really good conference, 14 teams strong. So, and then you throw in our non-conference, you know, you got that, uh, you know, that, uh, that, that team, that easy opener up there in Ann Arbor. Right. You know, yeah. they'll be, they'll be top five in the country and probably yeah. the most talented team in the country. Right. Uh, yeah, it'll be a challenge. Uh, then you go back home against a very good Marshall team. You know, they're always good. They were in a bowl last year. Then you go to Appalachian State. Uh, you know, that's a team that knocked off A&M last year and almost beat North Carolina in Boone, so that's going to be a tough one. Then back home against Gardner Webb, who was a, you know, deep run in the FCS playoffs last year. So that's, that's a tough schedule. Yeah. Let's talk, uh, Steve Shankweiler. Uh, yeah. the, the new position for Shank is, uh, alumni relations, high school yep. relations. Alumni and, uh, high school relations. So, you know, he's already connected with, you know, a, a large number of football alumni across the country. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what I wanted was, you know, he's so tied into the history of pirate football. You know, there's no better person to, you know, that's, that's every school is trying to connect with their football alumni. And I think Shank will do a great job of getting guys reconnected to the program. Uh, it's, it's something I really wanted to do when I got here. The pandemic put a, a huge friggin' hold on that. So yeah. really want to, Really want to get this position created and really want to generate that. And then, you know, he's, he's coordinating our camps. Uh, he's talking to high school coaches throughout the state of North Carolina, you know, coordinating our walk on program. You know, he had a, 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 a player who's a son of a guy that played for the Pirates on campus today and those relationships. And so, uh, he's still there at the office and he's still working hard and, and helping the Pirates. Uh, just, uh, you know, just a little less demanding role, uh, which is uh, what he wanted at this point in his career. Give me the best Shank story. Well, you know, I mean, <laughs> you know, Shank is partially responsible for inventing football. Yeah. I mean, he's you know, he, he's, he's, yeah. <laughs> you know he's Shank is a highly intelligent guy. Yeah. And, uh, and he has coached a lot of ball. And, and boy, we, I mean, we, we have fun giving him a hard time around the <laughs> office. So, but, uh, no, he, he's great. I mean, yeah. he's, and that's the other thing. You have, uh, you have a guy that has so much experience, uh, at, at all levels. At too. all levels. Yeah. And it's just like, it's just like, you know, he, he, he is not going to bring a kid to us that can't play. 
Right. You know, when he when he looks at recruits and stuff. Yeah. You know, if he brings somebody to you, you know that they, you know, that's you need to look at them. Right. And what he did with building this offensive line. Right. I mean, the whole thing was built, but I mean, the offensive line. That there's no quick fix in no. the position. No, it's there's it no takes microwave. time. Yeah. No, and it's you know it was not in good shape when we got here. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, Holton had the season he had last year because we had a very solid offensive front. You know, yeah. Keaton had the season he had last year because we had a very solid offensive front. If we had, you know, what we had when we first got here, neither one of them would have had those seasons. What are you hearing or what are you seeing with, with Keaton where he might wind up and Holton and, and others? I think Keaton will get drafted somewhere in the mid-rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's been very impressive. I think he's certainly helped his draft stock with his performance at the Combine and then, the other thing is performance at the combine, and this when people meet him because mm-hmm. he's such a quality person, high character. Uh, same thing with Holton. I think Holton really helped himself with pro day, really helped himself with his performance in the All Star games. Right. And then you know the more people visit with him, they see the same things that you try to tell them, and that's just you know listen, he checks every box, and with the intangibles, every sure. box. Yeah. He, yeah. He'll he'll end up with somebody. He I think he'll get drafted. You know, late rounds or priority free agent as the second the draft is over. Right. Uh, any anybody else? I mean, obviously CJ. There's a world yeah. of potential there. Yep. I mean, I'll buy a little bit of that injury. He'll, he'll so. get he'll get a chance. Ryan Jones will get right, a chance. Ryan, yeah. I think you know Noah may get a chance. I mean, I think a lot of guys will get chances, if not with the NFL, you know, with the XFL, with the USFL. I think you'll see a lot of our our guys from this year get opportunities to play after college. Ultimately, that's that's the positive of those leagues. If somebody's paying you to play football, yeah, I mean that's what I told Warren Saber. I said somebody's going to pay you to keep playing, go do it. Go do it, yeah. Until you don't want to, right? Yeah, right. absolutely. And I mean, and and the numbers for that the XFL at least have been really good. Not bad. People yeah. are watching. Yep. That football. So I, yeah, I, I think and, and I tell you. You know, it's it may not be the pay the NFL is, Still. but when you look at, you know, starting a career, it's yeah. not bad. Right. No, absolutely. Um, again, kind of your schedule and the program schedule from now until, you know, basically July first. Well, the, you know, the guys uh, they're getting ready to do final exams. Mm-hmm. Uh, then they'll get a couple of weeks off, and then we'll start summer summer training mid May, <clears throat> and that'll be. Uh, lifting four days a week. We'll have a couple of days a week with the coaching staff on the field. Uh, you know, they'll be in there doing a lot of film study and, and stuff like that and really, you know, specific development of their body nutritionally and all that stuff. That'll be, uh, that schedule will go through, um, you know, through the tail end of June. Mm-hmm. Then it'll transition to five days a week, uh, training and three days a week, uh, throwing and, and, and kind of practices on the field and, the coaches will get a little bit of time there in, in July to uh, reintroduce themselves to their families, and uh, and and then you're gonna blink and it's gonna be you know August one report date. Right. Uh, just want to have you say a quick word on indoor practice facility. How close and um, and the need. It's the need is is dire. Uh, it's been a need for 20 years. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, I really appreciate the support and and all the people that have contributed to it so far. Um, you know. We need that one big naming right donor. I mean, that's, that's what, that's what, I mean, that's, that's what we need. So, um, just, I'm excited about it. I think, uh, you know, my hopes are we can get over the top this year mm-hmm. and get it started. Uh, you know, I'd like to, uh, get to practice in it. So, uh, <laughs> 
That'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be good. I mean, I'm going, I'm going on year five now. Yeah. So. That's true. That is true. Uh, it's great to see you. Thank you for yeah, coming and doing this. We really appreciate oh, it, Mike. It's, listen, uh, it's, it's and I'll tell you what, for our fans out there, I could not be more excited about 2023 in this roster and pirate football and, you know, can't wait to be in Ann Arbor and can't wait to be back in Daddy Ficklin. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, yep. coach. Thanks a lot. All Go right, we'll Pirates. take a break and we'll come back and uh, wrap things up right after this. And now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. The East Carolina softball team came up short against number 11 Duke in a doubleheader on Wednesday, falling to 11-5 in the first game and losing 4-3 on a walk-off in the second contest inside Duke Softball Stadium in Durham. The Pirates dropped to 23-19 overall and will play a three-game series at home against Memphis starting tomorrow at 5 o'clock. The Panthers are losing a member of their front office. Vice President of Football Operations Stephen Drummond resigned, for his, resigned from his position on Wednesday. Drummond said that with the changes this offseason, this seemed like a good time to transition into other things. One of NASCAR's top drivers is returning to the track this weekend. Chase Elliott will race his number nine car at Martinsville Speedway on Sunday. Elliott has missed six cup races after suffering a fractured leg in a snowboarding accident in early March that required surgery. And finally, from the NFL, Buccaneers GM says they have no intention of trading away star linebacker Devin White, who requested a trade from the team earlier in the week. That'll do it for your 94.3 The Game Sports Update. This sports update is brought to you by Team Boneyard, an NIL initiative directly supporting Pirate student-athletes. For info on how to donate, please visit teamboneyard.org. All right, thank you, Cookie. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, good job there. Great to have uh, Coach... Houston in with us uh, today, and um, Chris Cook, are you pumped for pirate football now? Oh yeah, it's awesome! It was such a joy to finally meet him. You not met him? I have not met him. I've been to the press conferences, seen him, but there's never really been an appropriate moment to be like, "Hey, coach, what? Hey, you know, yeah, like, yeah. yeah." Give me the uh, the the Chris Cook uh, greeting when we say Cookie's producing here today. <laughs> no. no. Uh. <laughs> You mean the other one? Yeah, the other Woo! one. Dom is uh, here today as well. Dom's been uh, doing some things behind the scenes uh, that you'll hear from and see from Coach Houston. Did you get all that? All right, there we go. There you go. Great job, Dom. I meant to tell uh, Coach that Dom's granddad was a great was, oh, yeah, right. uh, NFL uh-huh. uh, player. Legend. A legend. Uh-huh. An NFL legend. Dom's granddad was an NFL oh, legend. What do you say, uh, the Cookie? Carl Kasolke. Carl Kasolke. Saying the name. Legend. Minnesota Carl, Vikings legend. Minnesota Viking. I knew it was the Vikings. I just I couldn't remember the first name, but I was going to call him Mr. Kasolke is what I was going to call him. So there you go. All right. Well, there you go. That's awesome. Uh, good stuff to have uh, Coach in. Uh, we've got ECU baseball tomorrow. Uh, it'll be on at uh, 545 with the pregame and then 6 o'clock. Tomorrow uh, we're going to have uh, Brian Murphy on with us. We know that sports gambling has passed the House. How soon till it gets through the Senate? And then there's, there's some things that could be attached that could create a problem as it goes through the Senate. We're going to find out because we're going to talk with uh, Coach about uh, that, or excuse me, Brian Murphy, about that uh, tomorrow. So we'll do that, um, and we'll get you ready for ECU in Cincinnati as the uh, Pirates and Bearcats will be uh, meeting one another 
uh, coming up uh, tomorrow. Cookie, anything else that uh, that we don't uh, that we don't have that I need to make sure that we uh, we uh, cover or that we've not mentioned or that kind of thing? I will yeah. say, uh, according to Apple Weather, huge chance of a lot of rain tomorrow throughout the day. I think it is early on. It's early on. Okay. And I think it now it could have changed since I saw it, but when I when I saw it this morning, it looked like it was going to possibly be out of here in enough time for there to be a game. Gotcha. So we'll I hope see. so. I hope so. Yeah. Hopefully there will be. Uh, I, I think they will be able to play now. Whether it pushes the start time back or anything like that, we'll see uh, tomorrow. Uh, we've got some other things in the offing coming up that are very exciting. We're looking forward uh, to all of that. Uh, anything that, uh, Cookie, you heard the whole interview, and, and, and we'll get this up on podcast uh, as soon as the show's done. Yes, and we'll, right. all sh- we'll also have additional social media videos with Houston oh. uh, coming up later, about the next hour probably. Okay. 94.3 The Game on uh, Twitter, Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. Yep. Instagram? Yeah, why not? Okay. Instagram, Instagram too, yeah. All right. Dom looked up when I said Instagram. Yes. Instagram, the IG. We're gonna we're doing it for the IG. We're doing it for the gram. Doing it for the gram. We're yes, doing sir. it for the gram. Exactly. Um, anything that stood out to you that you're excited about? That you I, heard I liked hearing right? about Marlon Gunn. I was kind of I was kind of worried about the running back room now that Keaton Mitchell is gone. But it's good to hear that there's another guy that's uh, as good as Rajay Harris. You know, Rajay Harris is coming back. Yes, you know right. This, don't uh-huh. you? Okay. All well, right. it's not a one man show. It can't just be a one man show. No, it's a room. So it's it's good to hear that there's right. a. Deep running back room. All right. That's good. Yeah, good stuff there. A lot of interesting things. I think the next few weeks, uh, Sunday with the portal, when the portal hits, uh, some of the names you'll see in the portal are going to be interesting. And I think uh, the opportunity to get guys. I mean, I, I asked Coach off the air, you know, how wide of a net do you have to cast in the portal? And, I mean, it's it's a pretty – got to cast I, a I pretty big so, net. Yeah. To, to fill the positions he wants to fill. They'll fill them. It's that current college football climate. Yeah, it certainly is. But I, I thought his comments about NIL were spot on, and uh, I love some of the things he talked about. Uh, the schedule next year is going to be really, really, really tough. So just keep that in mind. All right. Uh, uh, one minute? Okay. Well, we're getting ready to go. There it is. Thanks to Coach Houston for coming in. That was great. Uh, we'll see, thanks to Dom, thanks to Cookie, and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Kind of give you the four one one on sports gambling. See you in the morning on Talk of the Town. Cookie will be uh, at Great Harvest tomorrow. With yes, the big sir, hen. with the big hen and Eat. your boy Michael Vicini. Scratch it, sniff you see. Yep. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh-huh. Yep. So they'll be there tomorrow. We'll uh, greet you tomorrow on uh, Talk of the Town in the morning and right here at five o'clock on the Patrick Johnson Show.